Hello, and welcome to another episode of Absolutely Not. I am your host, Katrina Stroll. I'm a certified career coach and an HR consultant. I created this space because I have, still have, difficulty setting boundaries, and I just don't want to have difficulties doing that anymore, so I bring resources on that know how to set boundaries, and they share their experiences with me. Before we jump into today's episode, I always love to define some words that we use frequently on the show, the first being boundary something that indicates or fixes a limit. So that would be something where something stops. At your work, if you tell your manager, hey, I no longer want to be texted on my personal phone, that is a boundary. They, you're telling them this needs to stop. Gaslighting, to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So gaslighting example of that would be if you go up to your manager and say, hey, I don't like what's going on in this environment. And your manager says to you, who else feels like that? Does anybody else feel like that? I haven't heard it from anybody else. That would be gaslighting. Dismissive, showing that someone is on something is unworthy of consideration. For instance, if you are in the middle of a performance evaluation, you tell your boss, hey, this is getting kind of difficult and I know we're pressed on time. Could we probably reschedule it for later? Or um, do you have anything after this so we can extend the time allotted? And they say, no, we're just going to push through it and uh, maybe we'll talk about it some more later. That is dismissive. Those are really good examples, and they're brought to you by my special guest today, but we'll get there. Today's episode is called Quit That Toxic Workplace. Yes, please do it. My special guest today is Kulani Keo Ho Kalole. Thank you. Okay. And Kulani blends her grounding in social justice and community engagement with her experience in organizational change to help institutions transform and grow. She is the owner and principal consultant of People Strategies Hawaii, founded in 2019. It was created to grow the capacity of organizations to foster community-minded and people-oriented leaders. Yes. She consults organizations from small to large who are looking to create systemic change around the ways they engage people to achieve their mission. Kulani has a BA in Ethnic Studies and Women's Studies from the University of Hawaii at Manoa and MA in Education Leadership, Politics, Advocacy from New York University and Executive, oh my goodness, Executive Certificate in Organizational Consulting and Change Leadership from George University. Wow, Kulani was named one of Pacific Business Business News is 40 under 40 in 2020. And in her volunteer time serves as the president of the Association for Talent Development Hawaii chapter. She's a proud mom of three. Please help me in welcoming Hulani. Oh my gosh, yes, that's amazing. You are amazing. I am again astonished at how I get these people to be on my show, but that's neither here nor there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Could you share with the audience why you're so excited to be on the show? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Katrina. And I just have to say, as fellow Hawaii-born uh, women, it's really great to be on your show. Um, I'm really excited because I think we need more spaces like this where we have honest conversations about trends and things that are happening in the workplace that we just don't get to talk about very often. So thank you for making this space. 
Oh, thank you so much. And I love that you use the word honest because that's what this show is about. It's just everything that we've ever experienced coming to light for people who think it's not happening. Oh, but with that, I would love to ask you, what is a boundary to you? You know, I was thinking about this question. I think a boundary to me is protecting your heart. Um, and I say that because uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, often we allow so many things to happen to us um, and maybe are not cognizant of how they're impacting us at a heart level, like really going deep um, and and creating imprints on our heart and, and we carry that with us everywhere we go. And so for me, it's just kind of making sure that we protect that part of ourselves. Okay. Um, wow. I um, cannot stand that definition just because it, um, <laughs> it holds the person accountable. It just sounds like so much accountability. Like, hey, you need to protect your heart um, so you need to set these boundaries to keep your heart safe. Oh my gosh, that is ripping me to parts right now, but we shall push through. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that definition. I love that question because I'm always learning more and more about boundaries and what it means to other people. Um, has, is setting boundaries difficult for you? Oh, 100,000%. Yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, and could you share why it's so difficult? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I think there's definitely, um, there's definitely like how we get pushed in the workplace, how I've been pushed in the workplace um, to just sort of push past emotions or been told like you're being sensitive, you're being emotional. I mean, I remember my very first job, I had a male boss who told me I cried too much and I needed to like get thicker skin. And, um, and so I think from that, I've sort of learned to, okay, I guess I have to allow more things to happen to, right? Like just kind of, and, but when I really go back, I think about my childhood and I think a lot of us, like we have things that stem from our childhood and uh, my dad wasn't in the picture from when I was young. And the narrative I was told was like, he didn't wanna, he didn't want to be a dad to you. And so I think, I'm not a psychologist, but I think that what that did was it, it made me very much a people pleaser. Like I didn't want people to reject me. I didn't want people to think I couldn't cut it or couldn't, you know, um, whatever. And so I think part of that is I just, I wanna please. And so I'm willing to say yes to a lot of things. I'm willing to tolerate a lot of crap <laughs> uh, just because I really want to be seen as a team player and someone who's like giving their hundred percent. Uh, okay. uh, <clears throat> uh, thank one. Thank you so much for sharing that with, uh, with me and with us, because you really didn't have to. And um, it's really going to open the eyes of a lot of people out there because this boundary stuff starts really early in our lives and should have started really early with our lives. But um, unfortunately, some of us didn't get that early on, myself included. Um, I too have a father who very early on, I, I was told, yeah, he just didn't want to be here. Like, he, <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was that era where they were just very blunt about that. Like, yeah, he just didn't want to be here. 
Yeah. Um, but it definitely affects us now today. A lot of the stuff from our childhood affects us now today. And organizations really need to be cognizant of that. The people that you're bringing on, you're bringing their childhoods with them. They're bringing their ideals with them. They're bringing the, so you need to be prepared for that. And, oh, but thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I, somebody out there, me, listen, is going to listen to this and be like, man, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing. Um, so you still have difficulty setting boundaries now. Um, how do you kind of take that first step into setting boundaries or have you? Yeah, I have. And I'm happy to talk about how I quit that toxic workplace. <laughs> um, well, I, and that's not the first step, right? I wouldn't say like, go out there and quit your job. But I think the biggest thing that I've realized is like, you have to be super grounded in your values. And oftentimes we equate our position, our title, our job, because it's a big part of what we do and who we are. We equate that with like our own worth. Mm -hmm. And I think it's super important for us to know like you're worthy, whether you have a job, you don't have a job, you're in that role, you're not in that role. Like it goes back to who are you as a person and what are those values that you bring with you? And if you know, if you're clear about that, um, then when there are situations that rub up against that or are not aligned to those values, you know, you can, you have that sort of North star to go back to and be like, hold up, this is not, this is not right. Um, I love that you use the word grounded um, because when we go in there with not grounded values, like, okay, I will leave them over here for a paycheck or I will leave them over here once I become a VP because I, I, I've always wanted to be a VP, then um, we're not grounded in those values and um, maybe they were shakable and movable to begin with. That's so, it's so important. Thank you so much for sharing that man, my life, where is it going? But that's not the topic of today. Um, so the first step of setting boundaries is being grounded in your own values. Could you share a little bit about your values and how you were able to remain grounded in them in toxic work environments? <laughs> yeah, so um, just really quickly, you know, I was raised by my mom and my grandma and they're both social workers. And so they're, they were always very like community oriented, very people oriented, uh, very much about, you know, human beings. And um, I think I learned that at, at an early age is just to be about other people. And so kind of this whole like servant leadership if you want to call it that kind of view of the world and that it's not about me, but how do I lift up others and how do I be in, like create spaces of community? And so, um, sorry, I, I, I don't know if that goes for, far enough, but that, yeah, those are key values to me. And then just being authentic and vulnerable. I know, you know, it's interesting, like there's been this whole explosion of like, be vulnerable, be authentic, like all this stuff. And I kind of have had to chuckle at it because I'm like, I don't know any different. Like, that's just how I was raised is never like putting on airs or anything. It was just, you cry, you just, you are who you are. And I think over time, it's when the authenticity goes away. Just like you said, organizations start to say, um, yeah, suck it up, get tougher skin because they want you to be 
them. They want you to be them. And we're just not. I, I, I feel the same way. I just had this conversation with someone the other day because I grew up in such a weird environment. I was in foster homes. My dad left. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I just didn't know how to wear that mask that people were trying to make me wear in every single organization. And I was like, I don't understand. Was I supposed to get one? Where did y'all buy your, like, I went to the wrong Walmart. I'm not sure. Like, I had no idea that you were supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, duh. But um, it, that makes so much sense because every organization has people in it who are so willing to be like, no, this is how it is. Break yourself take yourself don't stay grounded mm-hmm. and take this paycheck so that's wow yeah yeah and and I'll say you know in this um I know we're going to talk about it in a second but in this toxic workplace that I experienced one of the things that was super illuminating to me was feeling like no one else saw what I saw and then having these one-on-one conversations behind closed doors where they basically were like blah, 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 blah. Like they clearly saw everything I saw and then some, and were like, oh yeah, this has been the case this whole time. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, you know, and so seeing all of this behind the scenes agreement with what was really going on, but then, um, putting on a face of like, nope, nothing's, nothing's wrong here. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that, that is so, I love the word illuminating. I'm about to write that down. And, but uh, that is so illuminating because that's how abusive relationships always are. Uh, the person abusing the person in public, of course, they're not slapping them upside the head at Walmart. They're not slapping them outside the head at Food Lion. They only do that behind closed doors. And it's never talked about in public and it's the people around you that know that you're getting slapped around. Um, they don't talk to you in public. They come to you in the kitchen and like, I'm so sorry that's happening. Uh, he just gets like that. Uh, so it's so, it's so reflective of an abusive relationship. So yeah, everybody's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and what's crazy about I think there's so many parallels to being in an abusive relationship to being in a toxic workplace. But what's crazy is that it's not just the abuser, to, you know, to your point, it's, it's everyone else around who's like upholding that, mm-hmm. that makes it to me, that's where it's not just an interpersonal thing with your manager. It's not just like, oh, get a new manager. It's mm-hmm. like, everyone around it is in on it. It reminds me of um, that show the Jim Carrey, the Truman Show. The oh. Jim Carrey show. <laughs> where like everyone is in on mm-hmm. it, that's, you start to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And um, you said you start to feel that way. That's when um, employees start to feel, you know what I mean? Like you, that's where the gaslighting starts because that you're like, oh my gosh, it, am, why am I the only one feeling like this? Like, am I being crazy right now? Is everyone else is so happy? They're not, it's the Truman Show. They're getting paid. <laughs> Oh my gosh the true that's good yeah that is a very <laughs> true show okay great so thank you for sharing about that organization and we're gonna dive right into it how was that toxic environment was it fun <laughs> oh uh um I, I'll I'll just back up and say like I got this offer to work at this place that was prestigious it was I mean to work for a person who Otherwise, people told me, oh, this is the best person in the business. This is going to be amazing for you. The mentorship, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, I should probably know I had just come off a not great manager relationship. So I was really like craving what this was promising to offer me. And, um, and I quickly learned that first of all, like my position was a revolving door. I didn't know that. Right. Cause I was like, why has everybody only been here like three months? Like what's going on? And I realized, oh, like this manager has had people quit over and over and over and over and over. Um, but you know, I was given pretty good, big responsibilities and, um, and learned quickly that she was not happy with that. Like there were things that her boss were, was assigning me that she was like, wait, why are you getting those assignments? I need to be CC'd on every email. Um, it was like the things like, why aren't you at your desk at 802, you know, and, and just, and just on and on and on. And it went from, we're so happy to have you, you know, you've got this background experience to you are the problem. Um, you're, you know, because the role, the, the roles I play is to consult organizations, right? And so a lot of times I'm pushing for change. I'm coaching leaders. I'm asking hard questions. And that's all part of what I was hired for, I thought. But then it quickly was obvious that I was a threat to this manager. And, um, and it just, it just went downhill very fast. And I can't, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen that, you know, what I've, just that play, just that play, but we're like, oh, this is amazing. And then just boom, at a, at a drop of a, a drop of a pen or a drop. Wow. Yeah. But the, the word that you um, described, how everyone was like, she's an, or he, she is amazing. This is an amazing place is what I kind of want to emphasize on is. Yeah. Everyone going into new organizations, those are other people's words. Um, you need to make sure that you have your own words written down somewhere. Um, so that way, when you're going through the interview process, you can say, hey, I've heard that you are amazing. Could you describe how you are amazing? So I can know if that's true or not, because... Yeah. And that's where it became... And sorry, I, I just keep going back to the parallels with an abusive... <laughs> yeah. Because it's so relevant is that um, there was a way that this person put themselves out there to the world that people were like, I don't like even when I would try to be like, do you see what I see? They're like, no, this person's great. They're funny. They're outgoing. They, they care so much about people. And so it started to feel, I mean, to use the term gaslighting, it started to feel like I was not just being gaslighted by my manager, but being gaslighted by everyone around me, because I literally have people coming up to me being like, how did you get that job? You know, what is she like to work for? And can I try to work for her? And it, it just, it felt like everybody doesn't see what I see. And it did make me question my sanity. It made me question like, am I the problem? Am I, you know, making stories up in my head? Oh, oh my gosh. And see that, that part makes me want to cry just because um, I have been there. I, I started like a journal, just like, okay, yeah. today this did happen. I started ceasing myself on emails, just like, okay, now we have evidence. And do you know how much psychological toll that takes on a person just like yes. okay make sure that you send it to her on time and then make sure you cc yourself so that you have evidence for later correct. for this trial that you're on every single day correct oh. yeah exactly you're expending all this extra energy like instead of putting that energy towards doing a good job you're now trying to expend this energy to like you know explain why you should be believed 
And, um, and what was so ironic in this role is that I was consulting leaders. I was giving leaders advice, counsel, et cetera, on you know, how to manage, like how to deal with their people, how to be more people oriented, all that stuff. And at the same time felt like I was in a place that I was a hypocrite because in my very own team, that was not reflective. Like you could see there was tension, there was dysfunction, all of that. Um, if you just sort of scratch the surface, you could see it. And so it started to be for me where I can't, I cannot, now I can't do my job effectively because now I, I look like I am misaligned with what I'm, you know, the advice I'm giving. Oh, and that word misaligned, because we already talked about those grounded values. So mm -hmm. those are the values we brought into the organization. And now I can't even align with my own values because of your toxic work environment. Oh, mm -hmm. messing me all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you doing that to me? And that's, um, that is something I want people to hear is you're not doing anything to them. You are doing your job. You went into that organization to help and to provide a service. Right. Um, when it starts to feel like they are very much saying, no, you are the problem. You are doing everything. I need you to know. I need you to hear my voice right now. No, no, you're not. No, you are not. They are bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so it sounds, I'm so happy that you were able to leave that toxic work environment. Um, at what point did you leave though? Mm, that is a good question. You know, I, wanted to leave soon I, I, because like I said, I found out, oh, this is a revolving door. Oh, this is why, like very early on, right? But I stayed and the way I justified it in my head was, um, you know, because I was consulting these leaders in the org, these were my clients and I felt a sense of obligation to them. And I was proud of the progress they were making. And so like, I guess the social worker in me was like, okay, forget me, I'm just gonna focus on supporting them and being there for them and so part of it was I stayed to kind of see some of that stuff through and the projects I had started with them but um, as like one of my main ones was kind of coming to a close that's when I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna make my exit because there's there's nothing else I'm getting out of this and in fact it's draining me and it's you know it's doing the opposite of what I was promised and so this is this is if if there's is any indication um, of what this was like. I gave my two weeks, and I remember it was MLK weekend, so I gave it on 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 Friday. And when I came in on Tuesday, I was told today's your last day. Pack your stuff and leave, and wait for your check. And when your check's here, like when they pass you your check, you can go. And so I was like, if that's any indication of what this was like, um, that was that was that experience. And of course that was horrible, horribly devastating. It made me question everything that, you know, oh my God, I am the problem because I'm being told this is my last day. Um, but, and it's, oh, sorry, and let me just say like, it took me a long time to get over this experience. I would say six months um, of just processing it, talking it through with friends, like really trying to analyze and break it down. Um, but yeah, I think, my turning point or knowing when when I when it was time to go was realizing that this person had did not have an investment in my success uh, in such a way that she was willing to change in order to help me get there. And I, I'm kind of reflecting on that now. It's like it's one thing for people to say, oh, I really, you know, want to mentor you and grow you. 
okay, but if I'm telling you that there's things you're doing that are inhibiting that and making that very hard and you don't want to change, you don't want to acknowledge that or take any accountability on that and put that back on me, then why am I here? Like, this is not, this is not going to help me grow. My gosh. Um, <laughs> that was a whole gospel. Like that, those are <laughs> words that people need to hear. Um, yeah. Once again, we keep going back to the parallels of a abusive relationship, but it's because they are one and the same. This is still a relationship. That person in leadership position above you, you're still in a mentorship leadership relationship. And just because it is in a work environment does not mean that it cannot be abusive. That was very much an abusive relationship. Wow. Oh my gosh. I wish you would. Oh my, this is your last day. What an awful person. Yeah. Um, I, I feel so awful that you got that big red flag, but I'm so relieved that you got that big red flag. Just like, holy crap, I'm so glad I'm leaving this organization. It is everything I ever believed it to be. And you have really shown your ass today, um, lady person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and what that does, right? And I was like, this was genius of her is that what it does is it makes me look like some like I got fired, like, right, because I had to quickly that day, email all the people I had been working with and whatever, and be like, sorry, today's my last day. And so of course, they were like, what'd you do? What, you know, and so it turned it from me being able to like, say, oh, you know, my whole messaging of like, I decided to leave my last, my last days in two weeks, like, it, 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 it took away that power from me, it took that agency away from me, and said, nope, now you got to justify why you're being told today's your last day. And I thought, wow, that was well played. <laughs> wow. And, and one thing about abusers are they are repeat offenders. When yes. you talk about that revolving door, they're never going to stop doing that. Somebody else is going to come in, get eat up, and then spit back out, eat up, spit back out. And they just continue to be like that. So, um, if you had stayed in that organization that maybe I can defrost her icy heart, maybe I can be the person. No, no, you cannot do that. Then <laughs> it's a decision. Like you said, they have to make to invest in you and this relationship. Correct. And a decision they have to make to change. And I think, you know, in a lot of these um, situations, the person needs a lot of therapy, like they need professional licensed therapy. And so to your point to think, cause I did think that for a while, like, oh, well, I'll, I'll influence her. I'll use my charm and my humor and whatever to like influence. And no, you, you can't, I mean, you know, it takes, they're going to need to decide that there's a problem number one, and that they're willing to change. Um, and yeah, that wasn't there for me. Also in that uh, fake defrosting process that some people stay for, um, you're putting so much emotional labor into that. Just like, okay, I will bring her coffee today and I will be bright and sunny. Although you are really drained inside. You are trying to keep this marriage together. You're trying to keep this relationship together just for the sake of saying, I defrosted her heart. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it is not worth it. Oh my gosh, you have shared so much. I can, oh, but now that you have left that um, toxic organization and you're in a better place, you are the principal consultant of your own business, yay, all of that, all of that. Well, um, 
what coping mechanisms kind of helped you to move into your growth path of setting boundaries all over the place? Yeah, well, I think one, a big one I, that I wouldn't have survived it without was having a confidant of just a friend who, um, funny enough, not fu funny, not funny enough, she was also in that workplace and could see the things I could see. So being able, honestly, every day to like, just talk it out and cry it out and whatever, like was, oh my God, I wouldn't have survived without her. Um, I think another one was I quickly started to realize, because actually funny enough, when I first got the job, there was a, um, a company thing happening that weekend. And I had actually planned a staycation at a hotel with my family, which I like left to go to that company thing. Cause I felt like, oh, well, I'm brand new. I got to show that I'm in this or whatever. And so I quickly learned like, nope, I'm setting clearer boundaries around my family time. I'm taking, you know, time off, those kinds of things. Um, other coping mechanisms, I think trying to separate like like I mentioned, I was had my client work and then I had dealing with her and I was really trying to separate those two experiences and not let it seep in or affect each other. Yeah. And I just want to go back to the, uh, after you left your staycation to go to the company um, things to show that you were, more, you started setting boundaries. How did that go over there? How, did, how, how well did those boundaries go at that organization? You know, um, she had a way of like just getting into my personal business because again, and I think this is part of it is like, they're very charming. Like people who are narcissistic are just very charming. And she would have a way of like asking me about my childhood and asking about my husband and my kids and like knew all their names, knew their ages, knew all kinds of things. And that really later on, I realized, oh my God, that's all dangerous because <laughs> This person knows so much about you that they, you know, so I think part of it was I just stopped telling her, you know, anything. And even if she'd ask questions about my life or whatever, I wouldn't go deep because I'd like answer, but just keep it surface. Because again, going back to like, I had to protect my heart because I could tell this is not a safe place. This is not a safe place to let down my guard. Oh, um, <laughs> I, and I want everyone listening to know that um, we're not saying don't trust nobody like this is yeah. awful, but um, baby steps, everybody can get um, the top shelf, but not everybody should be getting second shelf, third shelf, fourth shelf. Um, those are for special people. And once they're special, then you know, but please don't be giving everybody second shelf, third shelf, fourth no. shelf. And I, you know, I've been um, really almost every day thinking about Maya Angelou's quote that says, um, people something about when people show you who they are believe them the first okay. time and that's both positive and not right like so if they show you they're open they're they're humble they're warm they have the same shared values great believe them like you're saying don't just shut off your wall to everybody like trust them and believe them give them that benefit of the doubt but if they show you from the get-go wait a minute, like I said, I, oh, wait, there's people been quitting left and right. And like certain things just don't add up. Okay. That's a big red flag and believe that, mm -hmm. believe where that's going. Yeah. Also it's believing yourself. Like you, as you said, as soon as you got there, you're like, oh, this is, this is awful. I can see it right now. So if you had believed yourself that first day or that first week or that you, you would save yourself a whole bunch of heartache. You would save yourself a whole bunch of time. You'd save yourself a whole bunch of just 
getting beaten down. And so to everyone listening out there, please take that from this experience. Believe yourself. When you when you feel it's not right, believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've tried, you know, as time has gone on, I've tried to process it and ask God, like, why did I, why was I put in that situation? And I truly have, and maybe not everybody would agree with me. Maybe they'd be like, nope, you should have lived. <laughs> but now I'm trying to reflect on like, it really was a learning experience for me. And like, I couldn't be here today to share this with you if I didn't go through it. So part of it is I think we're able to, you know, take what you can from it and share with others and like warn others about, yeah. about those red flags and things. So I think there's value in it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's always one of those things where I'm like, damn it, I knew from day one. I should have myself. <laughs> and cool. I mean, at, at no point am I saying like you did the wrong way. We all are growing. We are learning. I suck at setting boundaries. So I am definitely here with you, but um, I just want everybody to know that this boundary stuff really starts with you. It starts with believing your values, staying grounded in your own values. It starts with trusting yourself and just remembering every single day, you are here for you. You went into this organization for you and don't ever lose that. Man. Oh, you, okay, first of all, you're amazing. Know that. <laughs> um, and that organization, man, they lost a winner. They lost a true winner. Um, I feel bad for them. <laughs> but um before we move into crying sessions um I would love to hear the top three things you would share with um professionals that are trying to move into new organizations and are worried about what's to come mm, yeah so um I kind of already said I, I would say you know 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 your values and who you are and again be clear that that's you, no matter if you have a job, you don't have a job, you're in this job, you're not. So be super clear about who you are, just you, right? Um, I think the second is maybe ask yourself, what, you know, what would cause me to leave a job, right? What would it be that a manager would need to say, or that like would be happening in a workplace that would just be like, nope. And make that clear to yourself too, because I gotta be honest, it is really hard when you're caught up in it to realize, oh no, there's no like, there's no red, like <laughs> uh -huh. no, no literal red flag that comes up that goes, okay, time to exit. Like, and it gets really hard. And then here's the thing is that, and I wanted to also point this out is you'll have a lot of people telling you, hang in there. And after a while, I got so sick of that phrase, hang in there, because you would never tell a woman who's being abused by her husband to hang in there, right? And so be careful of the advice, hang in there. If I can just like put that out there, be careful because they're not in your shoes and they're not seeing everything you see. And so um, make sure that like the advice you're taking is from other people who also know how to set boundaries and who also see what you're seeing um so that's yeah that's that and then i think the last one is be willing to walk away um and i know that's easier said than done trust me like especially when the job pays well the title is good the benefits are great you got a family to feed blah 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 like it's really really hard so just tell yourself if you're going to take on a new job like i'm willing to walk away from this to protect my heart for my own health, for my own sanity, like that is paramount over anything that a job could ever offer. 
And if you, and so like, I take that advice now as a consultant, there are certain client engagements where I'm like, nope, this is not. And so I have to always be willing to walk away from the money. And I I've done it already in the two years I've consulted. I've walked away from pretty big engagements because it was no longer aligning with my values. So you got to be willing to, to walk away. Um, I love that question. What would cause you to leave a job? My goodness. If we had that written down, we probably wouldn't walk into the doors of several organizations. <laughs> you know, just um, we would never sign that paper because we would ask that question in the interview. We would say, yeah. oh, how, how's your sexual harassment policy here? How does that reporting go? Like, oh, yeah. you know, well, first you just go to Jim Bob and then that's it. Oh, well, I'm not working here then. That's right. Or how do you guys handle um racism uh reports yeah. or uh, how's how's discrimination handled here if reported? Oh, you just go to Jim Bob and that's it. No, yeah. I don't want to work here. That is such a good point, Katrina. That's another key point is ask hard questions in the interview. Like I know and now it's a pandemic and people are like struggling to just find find a job and it's so you might not want to press in an interview because you're just hoping to get it. But trust me, you don't want to end up in a situation like mine, right? You'd rather be jobless than in the situation that I had. So try and ask hard questions like the examples you just gave in the interview and see how they respond and read everything about that, right? Like their body language, do they get defensive? Like all of that or do they seem like they're just performing for you take note of all of that stuff mm-hmm. and that oh that defensive part i think <clears throat> so even recently i had an interview and i asked that question hey how's your sexual harassment policy um what does the reporting look like um because very few managers know what the reporting looks like and that's an indicator for me um and the manager kind of scooted back in their chair and just like I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you preparing for? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Um, thank you for that. I'm just right. ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I also love that you pointed out the hang in there, people. First mm-hmm. off, fuck you. Like, um, I'm bearing my soul to you in a, in a break room in between getting abused, in between meetings of abuse, and you're saying hang in there like what's wrong with you why those people are um so used to the organization there or the system or how it's set up that they're just like it's probably it's not that bad the other day she yelled at me and it was fine it was i emailed her right after no um nothing and i think you know and for me that came from peers that came from her peers that came from people senior leaders in the organization telling me hang in there we really need you don't leave blah 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 and i had to think and i was like that's not that's not being said in my best interest that's being said in the organization's best interest which tells me that we're more concerned here about upholding the status quo than we are about pushing and challenging and making change and so you know so um yeah i would just say be be cognizant of like where is that advice coming from and is it really serving you Mm. or is it serving the the culture that's being like perpetuated and maintained 
right. Who once again, protect your heart. Oh my gosh. I hate that so much because now it's going <laughs> to rattle around. It's going to rattle around my brain and be like, Hey, are you protecting your heart today? I'm like, damn, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good. Oh my, well, honey, you have shared so much with me and I really, I want to cry right now just because everything, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry anyway. Everything that you have shared today, I have experienced like that abusive relationship in an organization where everyone up and down the chain is just like, they're amazing. What are you talking about? How could, no, that doesn't even happen here. Calm down. Um, and you just feel so alone. You just feel so lost and you feel so crazy. <laughs> and so um, I'm really glad that you were able to leave. And I hope everybody out there knows that just leave, man. Just, <laughs> just um, I mean, don't just leave, but know that you learned something from that experience, like she said. Um, you are gaining information that will carry with you through the rest of your career. And this is definitely something you can control to protect your heart. So if anything, please take that away. Um, Kulani, do you have anything else to share with the audience before we wrap it up? I just want to say to everybody, you're strong. You're super strong. And just re remember that, <laughs> Katrina. Remember how strong you are and lean into your strength and know that you're all, God is always going to catch you on the other side. So just, you know, remind yourself of that, no matter if everyone around you is making me, making you feel like you're crazy, you're weak, you can't do it, something's wrong with you, you know, go back to, like what you've learned in your family or resilient resilience you've had through other hard experiences and just lean in you're super strong and you can do it um so i hate you um <laughs> <laughs> lean into your strength oh my gosh another affirmation that is going to stay with me forever lean into your strength because let me tell you something i'm not strong in boundaries but i am i am going to be strong in protecting my heart i'm very strong in me so um, protecting me is where I'm going to lean in. Wow. Oh my gosh. So many words of wisdom. Um, I cannot thank you enough for coming on today and just sharing one, your experiences, which were like, oh my gosh, detrimental to your health um, and for sharing your words of wisdom and how you just leaned into your strength and moved right out of that place. I love it. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for everybody listening. Once again, this has been Absolutely Not. My name is Katrina Schroll. I'm a certified career coach and HR consultant. You can find this video on www.absolutelynotwithkatrina.com. My special guest today was Kulani, and she is a rock star. Please reach out to her about setting boundaries and about just being an amazing person on this planet because she is. Thank you so much for joining us and hope to see you again. Bye.